0: DJ and PK brought to you in part by Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Spring into action now. Mention the sad and receive $33 off any service. Call Action today at 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333. Question of the morning see the story, uh, the Trib put a story up over the weekend, uh, ran in the paper, I think Saturday, I think it was online Friday, uh, about Quinn Snyder donating $500 to Burgess Owens on two different occasions early in 2020. And the story went into, well, Quinn has been very vocal about supporting um, Black Lives Matter and so it causes social justice, and Burgess Owens uh, is anti-Black Lives Matter, and the Jazz didn't comment. Quinn wouldn't comment for the story. And we asked, uh, so is this news? What do you think of this? Uh, you know, how much does it matter to you? And Dan posts, uh, my perception of the article that Andy wrote is that since we all know his political views, because he's made them known, it looks like he's trying to further his own agenda by embarrassing Quinn, and it looks desperate.
1: I don't know about the desperate part, I but I can say, agree, agree with the prior stuff. Well, that's his opinion. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 newspapers are a dying industry unfortunately doesn't i don't take any pleasure saying that uh but yeah that's that's the thing and i've been talking about this for weeks and even longer when i'm coming up in the business as a reporter you don't know my political beliefs i don't tell you them i keep them to myself and you know his big thing this this writer is well he's unaffiliated okay your political party may say you're unaffiliated but clearly you've, of your own choosing, which you have every right to do as an American citizen, I guess. Maybe for me as a journalist, I would never do that. You never hear anything political on my Twitter. You never read anything political on my Twitter. And I'm not even the the, the hardcore journalist anymore. Uh, I've sort of graduated from that. Uh, graduated? Yeah. I've moved on. <laughs> of, of my own doing. Uh, but this person here has put it out. You know, the big thing that someone... We had on our air weeks ago who doesn't support the Black Lives Matter organization and that ruined this young man's day. Okay, that would lead you to believe that that you supported which you have every right to support. The the problem is the perception the newspaper that I have the problem with where I think they made the mistake is by having this person write this because he clearly supports this organization over here and that's fine. But then it looks like, well, look at look at what Quinn did. Can you believe what Quinn did? That's the perception that the readership is taking from it. Whether you mean that perception or not, it doesn't matter. They're taking it. Can you believe what Quinn Snyder did? Here he is kneeling over here, and then he's giving money to this guy who hates these folks for kneeling over there. So look at him. He's a bigoted
0: hypocrite. You can't control that, was, that people are going to think that. The, the word that you, well, you, you almost have to anticipate. I mean... That there you go. Hypocrisy. That's, I mean, if there's like one word to sum up the story, well, Quinn's a hypocrite. Now, I think that, you know, that boils all politics down, I guess, comes with the assumption that uh, politics is single issue. You know, there, there could be— It's your issue. —10 or 20 <laughs> reasons to support a candidate. There's a ton of issues. Oh, oh, yeah. Jeez. Which issues are it? Almost and then, unlimited. And then, and then the thing is that depending on how into it you are, maybe you're donating because of the issues, but maybe you're donating because of a personal relationship. And the story kind of raised that, which I didn't know that Burgess has a nonprofit and that somehow he would brought some kids to the jazz game, so maybe there's some interaction there. And I, I don't know. They didn't spell it all out. and I don't really want to dive that deep into it, but it brings up the point that people donate for a lot of reasons and they donate to political candidates sometimes for reasons that aren't political at all. And even if it is political, it could be because of a host of issues. There are plenty of people out there whose politics don't fit in a neat box and don't agree with a candidate or a party on a wide range of issues. You agree on some, but on others, maybe not so much, and on others, not at all. So, I don't know. I've never talked politics with Quinn. I don't know, you know, what kind of neat box he does, or, he does or doesn't does fit into. thrown down some politics. We're no duels. You have, you have not. <laughs> you have not. I'm not friends with these guys. I don't want to be friends with their guys. The pro athletes are paid to win. It's not the same as college. He's not a pro athlete. He's a pro coach, though, and he's paid to win. And he's paid quite handsomely. There are no you, losers in pro sports. That's really true. How am you I doing yachts? Like? Am, I, am I hitting, am I hitting the, all the hits Well, you're or hitting
1: what? the hits. I, mean, I don't know if you. If that's really what you think PK sounds like. That's pretty
0: funny. When <laughs> he's running out of air. Good point. I I wish him well. I mean, I want to
1: root for him to, to, to succeed for sure. Uh, I'm embarrassed for Quinn Snyder that this is even an issue. It's
0: minuscule amounts of money to, to start. It's well below the the limit of what he could have donated. Yeah. And for what NBA coaches, what he's presumably capable of donating. Which which in itself might say something, but...
1: It's designed, whether you meant it or not, Uh. because it's public record, I get it, but it's designed to embarrass him. And
0: the task was achieved. So the thing that didn't come up in the story, but came up in the back and forth, Andy answered, for a while, he was answering people's comments and questions and thoughts and opinions on Twitter and then after a while, there's just too you're many gonna of satisfy. them. are not yeah. going to satisfy Oh, okay, no, yeah, not. now I get it. Now you're it not. makes sense. A, that there's, makes, they're going to win that. There's that, you're <laughs> right. And then just the sheer volume of them. Uh, it, it just went on and on. Uh, but one of the things he brought up was, well, how is this going to impact getting free agents? Well, the story didn't have any quotes from agents in it. I guess that Theoretically, it could be a problem. But, I mean, a million things impact yeah, yeah, you, you whether you know get what, a free you, agent or, or not. one thing. Yeah. Green. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> Come on. I'm not coming. Piles here's, of cash. Here's 10000000 million. I'll be right you, over. See, see, to me, that's a
1: form of racism right there. It's not the racism we think. I've been saying this for years. Ron Boone called me on it the one day because he didn't understand what I was saying when we had him on the air. Mm-hmm. And I said it's racist for black people to assume that they're not going to want to come to Salt Lake because, oh, it's Salt Lake. That that implies that they're not going to be educated. They're not going to do their research and see what this is about. They're not going to talk to players who've, who've been, there. been there. Right. Yeah. Because I think
0: that's a racist statement. We've heard ex-players and what they've said. And, and yeah. Guys who weren't here that long. I mean, Boozer is here for a while, but he wasn't Enough. here for, for that long. Right. But then the Miami host goes on the, ah, Salt Lake. He's like, no, 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 it's fine. Right. It right. that's fine. Carlos Roger exactly. Bell, who was here for a few years, too, when um, when the whole thing blew up with the fan in Oklahoma City and Russell Westbrook. Yeah. He said, mm, yeah, people are going to laugh and say it's Utah. He says, but it's every NBA arena, and right. every NBA player knows it's every NBA yeah, arena.
1: There's dozens and dozens and dozens of players yeah. that you can speak to that would speak positively. And so to imply that this might have an impact on free agency, yeah, I guess it could. Because when you can't prove or disprove something, how can I say no? Under every circumstance, well, this will have no effect uh, whatsoever. I the, can't prove that. But I believe the player and his agent are sophisticated <laughs> enough to search out and know the character of Quinn Snyder and know the character of Justin Justin Zanuck, and know the character of Gail Miller, and know the character of
0: Dennis Lindsay, on and on and on. Well, and I think that uh, if there were a problem in that area, that it'd simply be, here's a phone number for jazz players, call them. I know, that's what I'm saying. What is is Quinn's relationship? I mean, he's in the locker room, he's traveling, he's leading these team discussions they have that Joe has told us about. Call Donovan Mitchell, or call Rudy Gobert, or... Call whoever call Ed Davis. I mean it could be a guy who doesn't play a whole lot, you know. Call a backup. Call me. Yeah. There's plenty of people you can talk
1: to. And and I suppose maybe it might have some kind of I can't I can't disprove that it won't have any effect. But I really believe players are sophisticated. They've got enough if they don't have the formal education, they got enough education out there on the planet to know is this a situation I want to be a part of? And as they evaluate their options, yeah and to see where they're at, and then you have all these players here, the jazz have done the the, the sort of the reunion homecoming thing or return mm-hmm. and they all speak glowingly of it. We've had them on the air, they come back.
0: The big dog was in studio back when we were allowed to do that
1: yeah, they're going to treat you fine that's a good company. They've bent over backwards to make sure that you have a great experience. They've got first-class facilities all top to bottom. I mean, every which way you turn. You go over to the practice site. Every, well, it won't be this year. We won't be probably until January or whenever it is. But when we go over this in September after we hadn't been there, it seems like they got a new addition. There's some amenity that they didn't have the prior year. I love that fireplace. That's on the uh, <laughs> on the west side of the practice facility, right? The little, what's it? People a restaurant don't know about there? that. They <laughs> yeah.
0: When they redesigned it, they put <laughs> in a fireplace yes. in this massive barn of a facility, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, there's it's two. like a, like a when, five-star hotel you, over there. When
0: you walk in, there's two <laughs> courts side by side, two full courts yeah, side by side. And beyond that is a glass wall. And there used to be weight rooms and stuff over there. And they redesigned it so that when players walk in, it's kind of like as they go through their day. So there's the whole fireplace and sofas, and you can get some food and something to eat. they got their chef over there. and
1: That jazz they, band that they have playing. They don't still, have a jazz band.
0: <laughs> That would jazz be full band. circle. Okay, old, here we go. The old time fans are going nuts. I love the jazz band at the Salt Palace. <laughs> now the
1: smooth jazz that's always playing. I maybe you don't hear it, but I always hear it when I'm over there. Okay. <laughs> it always relaxes me. I think I'm gonna. I'm, I I I'm not surprised they don't give you a robe when you walk in, a robe and slippers. You think, I think I'm gonna get a a spa treatment. The place is top of the line. They take care of you every which way.
0: Get a pedicure for those nasty feet. Including that toe your dog nearly chewed off. We're on we're on the mend. <laughs> You're rallying.
1: <laughs> You're playing through the pain. It's almost uh, it's about three weeks. It still 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 needs some more time. <laughs> My wife says, "Oh, it's healing." I look at it. It doesn't look like it to me. Ah,
0: <laughs> very slow. Because
1: she's afraid that she wants to have it's very the, slow. She loves the dog and thinking uh, I don't love the dog. Okay, the dog viciously attacked me. What do you expect? <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> we're not boys.
1: No. No, and nod I, your toe off. Plus, I miss my other dog. But uh, yeah, they they they're gonna treat you fine over there. And I think I just I, I think overall it was a mistake. It was just because something is public record. But I think you had to go beyond that. And then the writer who has, has sympathy for the Black Lives Matter organization, because his day was ruined, apparently, because someone voiced an opinion that said, wait a second, I don't think this is the best organization to be representing black people. That ruined a, a Caucasian's day. Well, you have a direct connection there. You open yourself up to that. That's where I think they well, made the mistake.
0: We saw plenty of comments on Facebook. Plenty of people made that connection. and that like, Yeah. even Even if... Andy Larson or Joe Baird doesn't think that connection should be made. Lots of people made that with no prompting. Well, yeah.
1: Yeah, they made because they remembered. I know. They remember that story. Yeah. And that was out there. And that's the reality of it. I'm, I have to say, I don't think anything less if Joe Baird is a sports editor. I, I think he's... I've been around sports editors for 35 years, and he's one of the better ones. And this is from a paper that... The prior sports editor uh, would pay to the organizations who offered pregame meals because he didn't want to receive receive anything for free. There was no uh, what mis is misperception uh, yeah. of, of or, He would have none of that, and so here there's a perception that
0: you're trying to harm, or at least minimally, embarrass the coach. I would go with embarrass more than harm. Okay. Yeah. Alright, DJ and PK, it's 97-5 and 1280 the zone. Steve Cleveland's gonna join us next. And Gail Miller coming up at 9 o'clock. Stay with us. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Zero Res Carpet Cleaning. Zero Res has been proven in lab tests to remove more dirt and soils than other methods. Empowered water cleaning means no soap, no shampoos, and no toxic chemicals. Schedule your Zero Res cleaning today by calling them at 801 288 9376 Steve Gluten's going to join us here in a couple minutes. Uh, BYU, former BYU basketball coach, our basketball insider. Talk some NBA playoffs with him. The Denver Nuggets doing it again. Down 3-1 to the Jazz. They rally to win the series. Down 3-1 to the Clippers. They rally to force a game seven. You know, it's funny in the uh, walk-off interview with Jokic. <clears throat> now you've taken a second straight series to game seven. He goes, nope, four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's a reality. I know. Two... Two last year. All sorts of experience at this. Right? Yeah, Game 7. Just another deal for them. Four of them at this point in his career. That's surprising. All right, time to bring in Steve Cleveland. He's on the T-Mobile special guest line, T-Mobile and Sprinter, coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. Steve, good morning. Good morning, guys. Well, Steve, I've thought of you in the last couple weeks. We haven't talked to you, but... uh, you know there were huge California fires, and we knew it because the smoke here was really, really thick. <laughs> we and I guess the satellites was going all the way to Kansas. Then we got hundred mile an hour winds, which was another problem here, and it pushed all the smoke into San Francisco and it turned orange. And I thought, I wonder what it's like for Steve in Fresno right now. It's it's not pretty. I've never seen anything like this to be honest with you. Where, you know the sun every
2: day is the sun is like orange or red, and uh, the fires of our they're about 30 minutes, probably, on a drive up to a little community going east in Auberry, And uh, so we're probably 30 or 45 minutes. I've never seen it. It's like an apocalyptic uh, experience.
1: Yeah. I mean, it,
2: it's just dense. It looks like fog. And you go outside of your car, and there's an inch of, of just dust. and um, And it's really... It's just something I've never experienced before. And you just kind of try not to stay outside or be outside very long. Um, but you know, I feel, I feel for these people. I feel for these people who've been displaced that we, we have a, a number of people in that the friends and in the church and stuff that live in this community where they've all had to evacuate and leave their homes and watch them burn down. So it's, uh, it's been, it's been a real struggle, but I, I've never seen anything like this. And there doesn't seem to be any respite here. I mean, it's like there's no rain coming. And I think they've got about eight percent of it contained, but it's spreading. It's spreading down into the Sequoia National Park. Uh, It's going up. It is now starting to go towards Yosemite, going north into the Madera County. So I don't know. It's uh, the difficult, crazy times, and uh, feel for a lot lot of the people that have been displaced and just turned their lives upside down. So, but it is. I've never seen anything like it, and I've been. We've had a lot of fires here. But this is a whole other level. And uh, you just you go outside and it's just really an eerie feeling.
1: So I'm really fascinated with basketball. We see this all the time. We've seen it in the playoffs. The Jazz, game five, have a 15-point lead. You know, they didn't put the proverbial... Pedal to the metal, step on the throat, all those cliches. They give Denver new life. Denver ends up winning the series. And now with the Clippers, the Clippers the last two games in the second half have had double-digit leads. They don't finish the deal, and they allow the Nuggets to come back. And now here the Nuggets are, and they're tied 3-3. Is that somewhat of a coach's nightmare when you build a lead and and you get some complacency and you have some shots, some possessions that are really crappy and the next thing you know, the team's right back in it.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, uh, very problematic for a coaching staff. And I, you know, and I think the Clippers, I mean, I think everyone would agree that they have probably the most depth and the most talent in terms of what they can put on the floor. When they sub, they, they bring in good players and, uh, so that is really uh, uh, got to be troubling for them. I think the thing is, though, that Denver, you know, they play the same way every time they come out. I mean, I've watched almost all of their games. And I feel like I'm watching, you know, Air Force play in the, in the old Mountain West. And their execution is incredible. And obviously, Joe Jokic is uh, reminding a lot of people that uh, – what a special player he is. But I think defensively, Denver as well. It's got size. You know, I mean Jeremy Grant, 6'8", Torrey Craig, 6'7", Porter, 6'10", Murray, 6'4". Jokic, you know, is, is a huge human being. It, it's not easy to get to the rim. It, I think defensively, we haven't talked a lot about Denver. But, uh, I mean, they were 58% field goal shooting, 48% three-point shooting. But defensively, they're, they're just massive, and, and they're just solid, just really well-coached and solid, playing with a lot of confidence. And, you know, if you, you ask me, okay, Clippers or Denver tonight, I, I mean, in, in the bottom of your mind, you still keep thinking about the talent of the Clippers, but I am, I'm, I'm of the opinion that uh, this, this, isn't, this game is going to be a really, really, really di- difficult game for both teams. I mean, I, I'll be shocked if the Clippers come out and win this game by 20. I mean, unless somebody gets hurt or there's some circumstance, Denver is playing at the speed they want to play. They're playing the game exactly how they want to play, offensively and defensively. And, you know, Clippers are up and down shooting the ball. I mean, Leonard and George, for the most part, have carried this team. But Beverly has been kind of a no-show. Harrell, I mean, you know, here's a six-man-of-the-year averaging 18-a-game, and he scored five points in the last game. Beverly two points, Williams 14. We know Lou Williams averaged 18, 19 a game. So they're not playing to the level they can play, but you've got to give Denver a lot of credit. They have a lot to do with it. And uh, it's been really, really fun to watch. I mean, I, I would have never, ever, ever thought this could happen. I just thought that the Clippers would eventually overwhelm them, win this thing 4-1. to one. Uh, But that's not how I was playing out. And credit to the coaching staff at Denver, the guys, for a system that is really working, and they're playing with a lot of confidence.
0: Steve Cleveland joined us here on 97.5 at 12A the Zone. So I think people get all of that. So the question is, why does Denver have to keep falling behind by 15 or 19 points? They've got all this yeah, size. I... They've got all this talent. <laughs> why, not, why not get after it right from the opening tip? You know, I, I think it's one of those things that a lot of what
2: they do, they do within the framework of a team and it takes teams a little bit of a – you know, it takes a while. They don't have a lot of guys. I mean, certainly Murray can go make plays on his own, but it's not a team that goes and makes a lot of plays on their own. The system is really important to them, and it takes a while for the system to get going and and get into that groove. Uh, I don't know. I don't don't have an answer for why they've had those slumps and they get behind, but you know what? So far it's been working. (laughs) I don't know if the Clippers get overconfident. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, their shot selection's poor. They're not defending. They're not playing with a sense of I – don't, I don't think the Clippers have played with a sense of urgency. And against a team like Denver, once they get a lead late, they're not going to beat themselves. And I think the Clippers in the past <clears throat> have been in a situation where they felt like, well, we can just turn up – you know, we can rev up the engines and turn it up again and, and do what we got to do, but not when they're controlling the tempo and forcing them to play them the way they want to play them. So – yeah it is I don't understand it, but I think a lot of it does have to do with Denver being team oriented that it takes a while to get into the flow of that, and of course clippers don't i mean they' got length at every position, they're quick, they're athletic, it takes a while to kind adjust that a little bit, and once they get into it, they find kind of the weak link and they attack it.
1: So when a postseason started, I thought, man, the Lakers just don't have enough. I mean, they got two studs, obviously, at the top, one of the greatest players of all time, an emerging player who, you know, his career is yet to be defined, but he's still fantastic right now. And then I thought there was a huge drop-off. Well, now I'm starting to eat my own words because I've seen them get some production. Rondo comes back. He's a veteran. Uh, a couple other guys there that I did not anticipate playing as well as they have, Caruso being one of them. And now I'm starting to really doubt myself as far as thinking that ah, they can't win it. I'm thinking absolutely they can win it. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, the first thing that happened was the coaches
2: made the best decision. It may have been a coaching decision. I don't know how, if you know if LeBron comes up to the coaching staff and says, but there's no way you can have McGee in the game. And they were starting McGee. The they did that, and they were dysfunctional with him in the game. I'm not saying he can't play minutes—maybe eight or ten minutes through the course of the game. But I don't care whether it was Morris or whoever it was. But AD needs to play at the five. If they're going to win this thing, he can't be the four man and have another big. It's not going to happen. He's going to settle for jump shots. His shot—he's just not going to be the person. They are so much better when AD is at the five. I don't know what the stigma is. Well, no, no, I'm a three-man. Everybody wants to be a three-man or a four-man. I don't want to be the five. Well, if you want to win a championship, stay at the five, and you can score inside and out, have a presence there. And and Morris is, you know, he's a guy that averages nine or ten points a game, but he can defend the position, and it helps them, really helps them defensively, and I think is the number one thing that's been the biggest difference. Now, you're right, Uh, Rajon Rondo, and, and Caruso both have played really well I mean Rondo has had some great games and it just it they he really provides some leadership that the guy that they really needed I mean I know it's LeBron's team but LeBron can't do it for the, every minute of every game and to have Rondo out there I think puts LeBron in a position that he can breathe a little bit and know that that he can run the team and Caruso has done the same thing he's played with confidence and I mean, I hated this team, and I'm a, I've been a Laker fan most of my life. I just didn't like the way they looked, you know? I mean, I just, it was just, they, they were shooting the three well. Well, now they're feeding, now with AD in, 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 in that low post, they, they have to, he'll bring attention. He'll bring two or three guys. In the past, they didn't have to guard McGee, so McGee could, whoever was defending him would go out and defend the three, could help on LeBron. Uh, so I think the adjustments that were made in terms of who's playing, and, and then the guys get more confident. Green, Caldwell-Pope, and Kuzma, you know, they're all kind of scary at times defensively, but at the end of the day, they're starting to shoot the ball well. They're playing with confidence. This is a really confident team. And you're asking me today, I'm saying, you know what, the Lakers win this thing. Um, but, you know, a lot of basketball still to be paid. I, I completely agree with you. Uh, I could hardly stand watching the Lakers play. And it's made such a difference to bring Morris in there, And put AD back where he belongs. Uh, Don't worry about the stigma that you're not a (laughs) three-man. And uh, at the end of the day, they're a much better team. And LeBron is certainly, he's ratcheted it up and and playing really, really, really good. So Did I say the Rockets
0: really (laughs) self-destructed? I've never seen a team just kind of lose it, by the way. So my assumptions that are going haywire are different than PK's assumptions that are going haywire. I thought it was Lakers and Clippers to the conference final, and then we'll see when you get there who's healthy, who's really clicking, and watch those two slug it out. Now, if Denver wins game seven, since we've now assumed that they were done twice (laughs) and they're still alive, should we assume they're done against the Lakers? Uh,
2: If if the Lakers continue to play how they're – Playing right now, I, I did not believe the Lakers could beat the Clippers. I thought the Clippers had too much depth. They had, you know, Williams coming off the bench, Russell coming off the bench. I, I just did not believe that they could, they could beat the, to beat the Clippers. Uh, so if, if if we wake up tomorrow morning and see that Denver actually beat the Clippers, I think we're going to see another great series. But I, the Lakers win that. They, they have size. They can They can do some different things that the Clippers can't. Uh, defensively in the bigs. Uh, however, uh, I am never ever going to second guess this Denver team. Uh, the chemistry that they have, the system, uh, how you know how they move the ball, and and they have size as well and they have length. So, I, I think that if Denver wins, the Lakers go to the finals and they they win an NBA championship. But if the Clippers beat Denver and all of a sudden are still there then there's a part of me that still believes the Clippers are capable if they get their act together and, and play at a level that everybody thinks they should be playing. So that, that would be my thoughts on that. But it would be, I, I mean, right now, obviously i got a guy, Paul George, who's playing for the Clippers who is a dear friend and love his family. But this Denver beating them would be one of the most significant things that's ever happened in the NBA playoffs when you consider perceptions of the two teams and what Denver's gone through to get to where they are right now.
1: I'd agree with that. On the East, I think I'm going to go with Miami. Uh, a couple of things I'm loving Spolster as a coach, but to me, Jimmy Butler has really emerged as a big time player.
2: Yeah, I am I'm, I'm really liking Miami as well. Uh, I, I I'll tell you, they Jay Crowder has been unbelievable. Here, here here again is a situation where it's you know it's not a team with great size. Out of Iowa plays, you know all over the rim and so forth. But this is a team that it has great chemistry, and I completely agree with you. This is Eric Spolstra receiving the credit that probably he didn't get when, they, when he had all those really good players, and it was kind of like it was more about the players than him. But I, I think in the league, it, 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 for everything you read and hear and listen to coaches, there's so much, so much respect for Coach Volstra and all the things that he's doing. It's a fun team to watch. And uh, Hero, is, this young rookie, is shooting the lights out. They just have great continuity. And, and, and Jimmy Butler has found a place that he's comfortable with and such a competitive guy. Uh, but, it, but it's a group. They've got about six or seven guys that can go from 15 to 20 a night. And they're playing with a lot of confidence. I, uh, I, I like Miami as well. I mean, I, I think if Hayward does come back and can play uh, soon, that it, it it certainly gives the Celtics a, a bolt. But I I just, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know if the Celtics, they've just been kind of up and down. And they've had, obviously, beating Toronto was not an easy thing. Um, but I don't know. I, I just like Miami's energy and their mantra of what's happening. It's not to say the Celtics couldn't because certainly Tatum and Walker. Walker has just been kind of up and down. And Smart is the part of that team. Brown is kind of up and down as well, even though it, when he's good, he's really, really good. And So um, I like Miami as well, and we'll see. I may change my mind in a couple of games, but I like Miami right now going into it as well.
0: So as a Laker fan, and presuming that you know a bunch of other Laker fans and talk to them in California, I would think there's a fair number of Laker fans in Fresno. Uh, yep. Does this championship feel like other championships, or does this one feel different because LeBron's coming late in life and he's not really a Laker, and they tampered with and then leveraged AD out of New Orleans? Does this one feel a little dirty, Steve? Let's just cut to the chase. (laughs) You are a beauty.
2: Uh, uh, You know, I don't know that it feels dirty. I I think that the Laker nation (laughs) has been waiting quite a while, and they're loving this. They're not proud. You know, I mean, they, they just want another banner up and they want to be relevant again. And I don't know how much longer LeBron's going to play. You know, maybe, I mean, hey, the guy might play till he's 45. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, I don't think so. And I, and I suspect in the community I live, there are more Golden State fans uh, because of all the connections and we're, you know, a little bit closer to San Francisco. But, um, no, no, I, I, I believe they're loving this and, and this is uh, something that the community will enjoy. Uh, if they can pull it off. You know, and and the other thing is that, you know, every every team's one injury away from uh a lot of disappointment. I mean you want guys to stay healthy. But uh yeah, you gotta pull of players here from all over the place. But for the very first time, you know, you got a situation here where you can have some accountability. Like I mean Kuzma's done some really good things but you know, it just drives me crazy when he's not guarding and he just but you know, he He's comfortable. He's gotten in a comfortable, comfortable place where he's so surrounded by guys. He's not having to guard certain players now that he was really vulnerable guarding. I mean, this is an interesting team, but uh, I, I've never been really – I mean, the Morris twins, you, you, you've you seen them, you've watched them, but I think he, they, he's really had an impact on this team. And I, when they can play small, you know, I don't know what small is in the NBA, but when you're not having two bigs, The lakers give themselves a chance to be champions again they go back to playing big they got no chance and so i i like where the lakers are and uh i think that no matter who they play whether it's denver or clippers if they continue down this path the lakers the lakers go to the finals
1: fresno is kind of an out of the way community and one of your own tom Seaver, passed here recently how big of a deal was that in your community
2: it was a big deal you know uh so this is a great baseball community. Um, <clears throat> there's been such great baseball here, <clears throat> excuse me, high school, collegiately. Fresno State won a national championship in baseball co- co- collegiately. So many pros. Um, I played baseball my whole life, and I grew up, you know, loving Tom Seaver. Um, I do. I'm, I'm involved in a nonprofit. It's called the Fresno County Athletic Hall of Fame. I'm, I'm on a board member there. You know, obviously Tom is one of those members of the Hall of Fame. So. There were a lot of tributes, a lot of things done for him. Uh, he's a very very special guy in our community, and uh, and, and baseball is, is kind of the first love of everybody in this valley. It's just uh, it's just always been that way. Uh, the unfortunate part is most of them are Giant fans, <laughs> and I'm a Dodger fan. But besides that, uh, it, there's great baseball here, has been for a long long time, and Tom Seaver is the pinnacle of that and all that he did and. Uh, he's loved and revered. He was uh, greatly respected. Had a chance to meet him a couple times myself, and uh, so yeah, he's he's beloved here and as well as around the world. And it was uh, they they paid great tributes to him here in a lot of different ways. And so it was fun to see and relive some of his past and how special he
0: was. Well, Steve, we appreciate it. Thanks for a few minutes, and we Thanks, will talk guys. to you Have again next week. All right. All right. See ya. Bye-bye. Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider, joining us right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Hey, another summer's gone, and you think that, yet again, you're the best barbecue guy on the block? Are you? You can be one of the two contestants to prove it this Friday, September 18th at the Ace Hardware in 6200 South and Highland Drive. Tweet us now and tell us why you should be there, taking on The Zone host for the inaugural Zone Barbecue Championship, brought to you by Ace Hardware. The store, Traeger Grills, and the Zone Sports Network. Contestants will be drawn on Thursday the 17th during Scotty and Ann's show. Enter now, and you could be there on Friday. And now, really? your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealer's strong play of the weekend. And really? The 3-1 pitch on the way. A swing and a ground ball toward the middle. Baez has it, throws to first.
2: Alec Mills has just pitched a no-hitter. A no-hitter for Cubs
0: right-hander Alec Mills. A ground ball to Baez, a routine play. The Cubs are mobbing the young right-hander on the mound, jumping up and down. What a great moment for Alec Mills as the Cubs win the ball game 12 to nothing. There's the Chevy Strong play of the game. Alec Mills with the no-hitter, the former walk-on at Tennessee Martin. And he ends up in the big leads against all odds, and now he's throwing a no-hitter. So know that today at 450 on the big show, and you can win fabulous prizes. So you golf this weekend, PK, and I heard you tell a fascinating story. You all know they had the 100 mile an hour winds here and like a thousand trees down and some really big, stately old trees come crashing down. And you're playing golf, and I heard they're like a hazard in the middle of the fairway now?
1: Yes, yes, so uh, my wife is uh, an accomplished golfer. And, you know, she, I mean, I, she won the ship at Old Mill last year.
0: Oh, there it is. The <laughs> ship? Yeah, the Tomer ship. <laughs> she have a special parking place there? No. All Got right. a big trophy, though. Okay.
1: Still uh, on the on the counter. Because you pull in
0: sometimes and it says, you know, no. yeah, Club Champ I mean. parks here yeah. or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> For the ladies' association. So they're
1: having a... Uh, season end deal just it's it's she's got a defender season. title well no th- this is a different thing this a is different a team title. thing oh. this is they're trying to gain the title this is a team thing okay the, the they play like old mill would play uh, say if South Mountain had a women's okay. league, and so then they take eight women competing. So this is the Ryder other. Cup.
0: I got it. Basically, okay. yeah. So
1: today's the the final, and they're they're playing Bountiful Ridge, and, and ladies, I hope you Bountiful Ridge ladies suck today. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Shank fork. Yeah. I mean, Old Mill's up for the ship, and uh, so they're playing uh, Valley View, and she wanted to play Valley View, so we went up there, and and that's where you know where I lived in Sandy. I lost the covering to my barbecue. Uh, it flew over someone. Someone has it, but that's about it. And but there's some other areas, you know, with the power and the trees and all. Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: We were out of power for three exactly. days. Exactly. And uh, so
1: we went up to Valley View over the weekend, and man,
0: they got hit even worse.
1: Yeah, these massive so, trees are now horizontal, and you see the big roots, and it leaves like a huge pothole. And you, think, wow, man, Mother Nature. You know, we don't get a lot of that stuff that other places get around the, the our country yeah south, you know right, what i mean yeah. some of these places Tornadoes i can remember when Oklahoma. uh uh what was it uh uh, hur- uh hurricane sandy hit the jersey shore mm-hmm. and a-, a place where i had gone seaside heights the roller coaster was in the water and i'd grown up there and to see that picture and i think it was on magazine covers and whatnot you probably saw it it's just shocking you know i'd been there a million times. And to see that, well, we don't get that out here, but to see those trees, yeah. So on the second hole, it's a par five, a little bit of a dog leg. And I hit it. I try to in a dog leg right, and I try to, to turn it a little bit to shorten the distance because I don't hit it that far. And so ahead of me is a massive tree that is lying down, and I had to hit over it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it was really just because i didn't see it firsthand because it wasn't around in our neighborhoods and we're out at hidden valley for the Salt Lake community college fundraiser that we do here and you don't see there's really no effects of it but up there you saw a ton of it man it was really just i don't want to say impressive because that's not the right word but to to see what the winds can do the
0: power of nature is impressive Yeah. Yeah. yeah wow yeah uh nibley park which would have been at the southern end of the storm the, driving down seven hundred. Uh-huh. They had a heap of trees and everything blocking the entrance so you didn't pull in and then another heap there, big tree down in front. One tree was torn in half. The the south half of the tree was gone really? and the north half of the tree was there. Oh that's funky. It's, yeah, vertically. I mean it, it was crazy. Yeah. All right, DJ and PK Gail Miller are joining us next. We're at her golf tournament. The Salt Lake Community College uh benefits from this, the leadership cup. We'll talk with Gail Miller coming up next. Stay with us.